Hey, welcome back to the Real Talk Podcast. Man, I can't believe it has been over three weeks since I've recorded one of these podcasts, and I gotta say, I am so sorry that I got behind. Unfortunately, though, uh, me and my family were fighting a bunch of different sickness. Uh, My wife had the flu, I had bronchitis, strep, and a sinus infection all at one time. It was absolutely Well, it was disgusting, if I can be honest. Um, It was not fun at all. But I am back with the Real Talk podcast, and I'm so excited that you are still subscribing and still listening to this. If you're new to the Real Talk podcast, this is an additional weekly podcast that we put out. Well, it used to be weekly. Now it's apparently tri-weekly. But it's a weekly podcast that we put out uh, in addition to the Revive Church podcast, which you can listen to on iTunes at any time. Um, My name is Stephen Kilgore, and I am the pastor of Revive Church, and I would love for you to connect with me on social media. So find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just spell my name out, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-K-I-L-G-O-R-E. So today, since we've been out for three weeks now, I'm actually going to do two episodes. I'm going to drop two episodes today of the Real Talk podcast, and this first one here is going to be all about our He Said, She Said series that we did at Revive Church uh, through February and some of March. The last message that we did in the He Said, She Said series uh, was a message I titled, Your Greatest Enemy. And in this message, we talked about how your greatest enemy is not who you think it is. In fact, most of the time, your greatest enemy is you. Now, let's get into some real talk. Now, this is a difficult subject to swallow for nearly everybody. At least I know it is for me. It is not easy for me to accept that I may be the cause of most of my problems. I may be the person who is ending my relationships. I used a story in the message about when I got fired from a church and the pastor sat me down and he said something to me. He said, Stephen, you have self-destructive tendencies. Now, I didn't really understand what that meant, but over the course of several years of, of letting that kind of roll around in my head, I realized that self-destructive tendencies have a lot to do with self-exaltation for a lot of people. Not everybody. Hear me now. Not everybody, but for a lot of people because uh, a lot of people have a need to be noticed. We have a need to be seen. We have a need to be cared about. We have a need to be nurtured. And if we're not receiving the need, if we're not receiving the nurturing that we desire, then we may actually self-destruct in order to get some attention back on us. And so I, I thought about this in, a, in the concept of relationships and how in my relationships growing up, because I was immature, I would do this a lot, where I would cause dramatic events to happen so that the attention would come back on me. And the thing is, I usually was my greatest enemy when it came to the downfall of my relationships. And you might be the same person. You might be the person who's always blaming it on somebody else. This relationship sucks because of my wife. This relationship sucks because of my husband. This relationship sucks because of my best friend. This relationship sucks because of my teacher. This relationship sucks because of my coworker, my my boss, my supervisor, whoever it is. And really the question I want you to answer today is, am I actually the person who is causing all of this drama? Am I the person who is causing self-destructive things to happen because I want the attention on me? You know, human nature teaches us that it's survival of the fittest, which means I need to focus on me. I need to get what I need. But what we see throughout the life of Jesus is that Jesus lived in a complete opposite 
mindset. He lived in a complete opposite mindset. He put the needs of others above himself while still taking care of his needs. And that's really hard sometimes for us to do. And I'm going to answer, I'm going to tell you why that's hard in just a minute. But I really want to think about for a second, what does it look like in our everyday lives to put the needs of others above ourselves? So I was thinking about a few uh, scenarios. When I was a kid growing up, me and my family, we loved to go to Don Pablo's. If you are in DFW in Texas, you know what Don Pablo's is. I don't think Don Pablo's exists anywhere anymore, but Don Pablo's was like the Mexican restaurant to go to, especially after church on a Sunday. It was cheap Tex-Mex food. The queso was awesome. The free tortillas. I mean, just like any other Tex-Mex place, but there was something special about Don Pablo's. I don't know what it was, but we loved to go to Don Pablo's. And I remember as a kid watching my mom a lot after we were done, as soon as everybody was done eating, she would start cleaning up the table. She would take the sweet and low packets uh, that they had used, the, uh, the trash, and she'd put it on her plate. She'd start stacking uh, all of our plates together. She'd wipe down the table. As a kid, it was always interesting for me to see this, but then one day as I got older, I finally called her out on it. I said, Mom, you do realize that these people get paid to clean the tables. And she said, yes, I do understand that. But that doesn't mean I can't help them out and make it easier for them. And everybody who's ever been a waiter or a waitress at a restaurant or worked in the food industry just said amen to that. And it taught me something, you know, and I find myself now, even now as an adult, doing the same thing when I go out to eat. I'll start straightening up the table. I don't, it's not nothing that benefits me, but I know there's somebody coming behind me who probably had to put up with some really horrible customers all through the day. And maybe they just want a little bit of a break. And so I'm going to make it as easy as possible for them. For me and my wife and our marriage, we're constantly having to seek out what the other person needs and try to fill those needs. And it helps us de-stress. So I'll give you an example. Uh, We have a six-month-old. We just became parents. It's our first daughter, first child. And so we're trying to figure this whole parenting thing out, which is awesome. And we've got great people around us who have done it already. And they give us wisdom, which is great. But one of the things I noticed is after my daughter started bottle feeding, uh, my wife started coming to bed later and later and later, sometimes up to like 1130 uh, midnight. And it wasn't just because she was putting my daughter away, but I noticed that she started a routine because usually she would feed my daughter and then put my daughter to sleep and then, you know, go wash her face or whatever and come to bed. Well, then there, there started to be these extra tasks. All of a sudden, she started cleaning every single bottle throughout the day because babies eat all the time. Uh, then she started doing dishes, and then she started straightening up things. And, and, and I noticed that the more she took on, she kept saying that it was her responsibility. She needed to do this. And, and what she kept saying was, I'm going to get ready for bed. And as she was getting ready for bed, she kept adding more and more things to her plate, which is not good because you lose more and more sleep, especially when you have a, a newborn screaming in the middle of the night. So what I did is I started seeing the things that she really wanted to do, like she loves putting our daughter to bed. It, it's their bonding time, so I'm all good for that. She likes feeding our daughter, which in fact she specialized to do. Uh, I'm not, uh, but uh, she likes to do that. So I started taking on the little things that she doesn't need to do. I can't wash her face. Well, I guess I could wash her face before she goes to bed, but I'm not going to do that because that's really creepy. But what I could do is I started doing the dishes every night. Yep, you heard me right. Every night after dinner, I throw all the trash away, I clean up all the dishes, I put them in the dishwasher, I clean every single bottle, every nipple, every breastfeeding tool, every pump 
machine part everything. If you're not married and you don't have kids and you have no idea what I'm talking about, just get ready because this is what being a dad is like. But I took all that upon myself and I said, I'm going to do this for you because I don't want you coming to bed an hour or two after when you should and losing sleep. I don't want you stressing out before you go to bed. That's one way that I'm putting her above myself. And what about you? What about on the job? I mean, let me tell you a secret to getting ahead in whatever company you're working in and making more money. You ready for this? This is the simplest secret to making more money and getting a promotion, getting a bonus, getting ahead. Now, it might take some time, but this is the secret. It's always worked for me. Every job I've ever had, here's what you do. You start listening for your boss to tell you the things that they don't like to do, and you offer to take that off their plate. Oh yes, you heard me right. You know the reason your employer is most likely so stressed is because they have so much on their plate. And if they're anything like me, they usually don't get rid of anything off their plate. They don't delegate. But if you open up to your leader and you say, hey, what, is it, what are some things that I can do to help relieve some stress? What are some things that I can do that you don't have to do? Oh my gosh, every supervisor loves that. Now the question is though, if I'm focused on the needs of other people, who's focused on my needs? That's a great question. You know, the answer is real simple. That's where your faith kicks in and you have to rely on God. You have to rely on the grace of God to carry you through to take care of the needs of other people because it's not always going to be easy. And yes, sometimes you're going to crave. You want it to be about you. You want to self-destruct because you want the attention back on you. But let me tell you something. Jesus said it best. It's more blessed to give than to receive. And let me tell you, it's so fulfilling to be able to give and fill the needs of other people. Because when you do that, you leave gaps for God to fill in your life. Whatever you give away, God wants to give back into you. So I dare you, just take one day, one day and one day only, and try this out. Plan out your day around serving other people. Plan out your day around serving other people. Plan out your day at work, finding what your boss doesn't like doing and start doing that for them and see how things change. Now, the key to this though is you have to do it without complaining. You heard me, right? You have to do it without complaining, without moaning, without grumbling. Do it with a sincere heart and a loving heart, a compassionate heart, and take the needs of others on to yourself. And watch how God fills in those gaps. All right, our next episode that's going to drop today is based off our new series here at Revive Church called Acts 931. And I'm going to talk to you about what Acts 931 says and why we believe it's relevant to us also, if you're in the DFW area at any time in, in Texas, we would love for you to be our guest. Just go to our website and, and go to the About Us page. Find our email there and email us. Let us know that you're coming or call the church office. You can Google us. You'll get the number. Let us know that you're coming. We'd love to give you the VIP treatment. Well, after this next episode drops today, we are actually going to be back on schedule next Wednesday with another in-depth look of our weekend message. But until then, please go find me on Facebook, like my Facebook page, follow me on Twitter and Instagram, and interact with me. I'd love to hear your comments. I'd love for you to like my stuff. I'd love to engage 
with you. Also, if you'll do me a favor, if you haven't already, rate and review this podcast as you subscribe to it on iTunes and then share it with somebody else. If you know somebody who needs to hear some real talk in their lives, share it with them so they can get some of this as well. I want to say thank you again. Thank you for letting me take a three-week gap and get healthy again. Thank you again for listening and downloading and subscribing. And remember, when it comes to Jesus in our lives, we should never be afraid of some real talk. Thank you.